you know, encouraging and teaching kids to express their emotions. But this one is also throwing in biology in mm-hmm. there and, and actually educating the kids about how our body reacts, how our body actually is equipped to handle stressful situations. When I feel again, don't care to play on cat to keep us cold. Very nice. That is nice. <laughs> this is like if hammock, so hammock beach, beach vibes that we have going on here. It is, I feel like I'm there. <gasps> The surf shack. I feel like I'm at the surf shack. It's very relaxing. (laughs) Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of On Purpose Parents Podcast. Yay! We are so excited to be here. And we, by we, we mean my name is Grace. Hey, I'm Chris. And we have Chris um, filling in for Kurt as we round out our third episode of our three-episode series on a resilient child, resilient flexing. kids, flexing. What is our full title again? Oh gosh, <laughs> flexing resilient, Tra- raising oh, I, stressful. <laughs> not you wrote this. Get, you wrote no. this, producer Chris or co-host Chris. <laughs> I actually have it here. It says flexing resilience, training kids to overcome life's challenges. There it is. And you know what, everyone? I just want to give you a, a window, a little behind the scenes <laughs> scoop. In honor of this episode, our last episode of this series, and talking about flexing resilience, Chris, prior to us turning on the camera and turning on the audio, <laughs> did a one-handed push-up right here in this studio. It was very impressive. Not okay. too, not two-handed, but a one-handed push-up so that he could. And it was flex. twenty of them. It wasn't one. <laughs> Was it 20? I somehow missed that part, but uh, maybe it happened really fast and I didn't see. But all that to say is we are pumped up and we are ready. We love doing this. Mm -hmm. We love being here. Um, We love parents. And we know how wonderful and how stressful it can be. Yep. And, and so we're here doing one-handed push-ups, whatever it takes to get, you know, <laughs> energized up for um, the topic at hand. So thank you all for joining us. We know that, you know, everyone is busy. Parents are busy. Yeah. That's an understatement. But we just wanted to say we do not um, undervalue or take for granted the time that you spend with us listening to this podcast. And as always, we would love to hear from you as well. Um, drop us a note in email. I think our email is Saddleback. Pastor. Uh, Pastor. Parents. <laughs> parents. <laughs> Wait, parents. Parents at Saddleback.com. Yes. But you can also just throw a comment if you're watching on YouTube. Yeah, just throw a comment in, in there and we'll respond to all those. But yeah, what what's... What's one thing, this is what you can put in the comments, what's one thing that we could do to improve this, this podcast? Because it's yours. It's your, I mean, we, do, we don't do it for ourselves. We do it for you guys. So nice. yeah, throw in there one thing. Awesome. That would be great. And you know, that is in sync with what we talked about last week. The second week of our three-week series, we talked about failure mm-hmm. and part of you know helping our kids build a resiliency um, to failing and, and redefining it was asking for feedback. And so we want to do that as well. We want to yeah. hear from you and um, just do this journey together with you all. So, yeah. well, as we said, we are on our final 
episode of our series. And in our first week, what did we talk about? We talked yeah, about... Just, just the idea, the importance of self-worth for mm-hmm. the kids, self-esteem, confidence, you know, so we kind of defined resilience, you know, bouncing back from tough times right. is yep. what that is and how to res- raise resilient kids. And that's yeah. where we talked a little bit about... Well, you guys should should listen to it. It's, listen. <laughs> yeah, because they nice kind of they build on each other, yes, right? They do. It's like what the kids think, and it's what you say, kind of mm-hmm. determines uh, just that foundation <clears throat> of you know, right? How well they can be resilient in <clears throat> the face of just obstacles. So that self worth. Second episode, we talked about failure. Yeah. How can we? encourage our kids or uh, equip them to face failure, which is going to be a guarantee in their life. And the better they know how to think about failure, approach failure, process failure, um, the more successful they will be in being able to bounce back. We all fail. mm -hmm. They're going to fail so many times, like all of us. It it, it doesn't mean game over. Yes, not at all. And this week, as we wrap up our series, we are going to be talking about the S word. Mm. S-T-R-E-S-S. Is that right? Did I spell correctly? (laughs) Spelling is actually... Were you spelling stressful? I think I just spelled stress. Oh, yeah, stress. Okay, yeah. (laughs) S-T-R-E-S-S. There we go. S-T-R-E-S-S. Yes. Um, And what we want to do is, you know, part of this series, again, being resilient is not just learning your value, your self-worth, learning how to face failure, but how do we handle just day in and day out? Life can be so stressful. Um, Sometimes it's caused by our external circumstances, right? We're just stressed out about, you know, something going on, or maybe it's friendship problems with the kids, or maybe it's school or performance, but other times stress generates from certain, I think certain kids' personalities maybe tend to get more wired and more anxious already too in the way that they they get nervous about things or nervous about trying new things or nervous about putting themselves out there. And so whether it's from internal or external, stress is all around. Yeah. And as parents, what can we do to equip our kids to be able to handle that yeah. and be resilient? So that's what we want to talk about today. Um, Chris, do you want to jump in with any your first thought or encouragement? Yeah. So kind of the first thing that I was thinking is you want to help your kids recognize and cope with emotions, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, that, that they wouldn't... That they wouldn't um, stuff it down, mm. that they wouldn't suppress it and, and, and uh, repress it, mm-hmm. right? Because that, that's terrible to yeah. do, that, th- that they should express it, mm-hmm. right? Express it to you and just understand what, what it is that they're feeling and going through during a stressful time. Um, I, I just had wrote that it's, an, it's essential for kids to identify and understand their feelings during stressful times. By acknowledging emotions, they can find healthy ways to cope with and manage stress. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes me think of, uh, you know, I mean, so many stressful situations, right? You've got imperfect parents with imperfect kids, <laughs> imperfect world, imperfect teachers, imperfect coaches, imperfect instructor. You know, it's just mm. everything is imperfect. And there's expectations and there's intentions. There's just so many things, right? right. Like you're saying that cause stress. So one of the many situations in our family with uh, Macy Joy, who's our youngest, she's 24 now, and uh, she she had a um, 
like a speech, a presentation that she had to give in one of her classes when Mm -hmm. she was younger. And she was so nervous about it, right? She's so, she's so upset. And, and instead of like ignoring that situation, compartmentalizing it or or that kind of thing, uh, which she had, would have a tendency to do, we would talk her through things to kind of help her realize that, hey, everyone goes through this and, and, and you're not weak or something's not broken about you. If, if you do express, it's actually healthy to do. Mm. So express your emotion as you're going through this tough time, this right. stressful time of how you're feeling. And, you know, then she would open up and kind of talk about that. And what that does is it gives you the opportunity to share uh, a story like that with your child. Oh mm. my gosh, you know, whenever I need to get up in front of people and share something, I kind of get stressed. Well, here's kind of what I do with it, you know? And so I think expressing it mm-hmm. to to you guys and to other people uh, who you know is, is going to care about you, offer some support and some helpful advice is very important. And of course, uh, again, we want we want to raise kids who are interdependent, right. not just independent, interdependent. So you're relying on God and family and other people who love you and care about you. Raise kids who are interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus. So through their entire life, they're mm-hmm. going to have stressful times and that they would go to mm. him during that time, express it to him during that time where you find true peace in, in, right. in direction. And so that they will... Um, uh, can contribute, have a desire to contribute to God's kingdom. You know, that's, that's the big thing. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Especially a lot of times, um, the solution to stress is that there is no quick fix, right? It's the the thing that's causing you stress is not usually going to go away quickly. So we have to learn how to navigate through that situation and it might be a little while, right? Like, yeah. you know, if you have that school presentation and it's two weeks out, for two weeks, you're, you, that situation is still going to be hovering yeah. over you. And in, to be able to cope with that, being able to express that just helps you survive day by day yeah. and sort of manage that stress. That's really well, great. Picture a balloon that's deflated, right? Yeah. And, and you start to blow up the balloon. And each time you blow into that balloon, maybe it's one stressor that Mm -hmm. happens in life. There are so many stressors that happen throughout the day, every day for all of us, family, for for parents, for kids. But as we're talking about your kids, they're thinking a certain way. Mm -hmm. They're, They're feeling a certain way. You know, these are negative. Someone says something about them that they're, they, they, you know, make a mistake here. They don't do this, you know, and just you're blowing into that balloon every time they're blowing into that. And when you express how you're feeling, that's like letting air out of the balloon. Right. So parents, when you are having a conversation with your child, you're sitting down and not just watching something, uh, but, but, um, you're actually having a conversation with them. You don't have your phone in your hand and you're engaged, you're, you know, knee to knee, eye to eye, and you're allow you're asking them questions. You're allowing them to share, whether it's at dinner time with the family or one-on-one before bed or whenever that looks like, 
you're doing that. You are letting air out of the mm. balloon and you're allowing your child to release stress right? so that they don't just pop yeah. from something. Right? What a great, great illustration. That's a cool picture. That's huh? a really cool picture. Actually, that's going to segue really well to my uh, first encouragement um, because that also has illustration, but I, I think I'm going to try yours as well. So mine was to first, first you need to do 20 one handed <laughs> push ups. I did 40 <laughs> before you came into the room. So I, I was already ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, is to educate kids about how the body works and how our mm. emotions are impacted by stress yeah. and, or how stress impacts our emotions so this goes this is very in sync with your first thought chris which is you know encouraging and teaching kids to express their emotions but this one is also throwing in biology in Mm -hmm. there and and actually educating the kids about how our body reacts how our body actually is equipped to handle stressful situations Mm. we are god designed our body in this beautiful way that when there is an emergency or when there is danger, we switch, you know, and I won't go into all of the, the biology here. I know families, <laughs> parents know that too, but we know we switch into that fight, flight or freeze mode. And it's a whole different, you know, part of your nervous system that's being activated, a uh, different part of your brain, different part of your whole body that is in this mode of dealing with stress. And that mm. actually is a great thing because if there was a bear chasing you down, you want to be in that mode to, you know, kind of get out of trouble, to have the energy, the adrenaline rush or whatever it is to, to be able to get yourself out of danger. Mm-hmm. Um, I call this the lizard brain with our kids, <laughs> but because it's, it is effective for a certain purpose but it also isn't the state where you're thinking the most clearly or calmly. And if you are constantly in that state of mind when maybe there isn't such a danger, mm-hmm. but just because you are creating uh, or you are reacting to a situation as if it's grave danger mm-hmm. and, and that's how you're processing it and feeling stressed, your body doesn't know the difference between real danger and or perceived danger. And you're just in this lizard brain mode. And if you're in that too much, it is a toll on your body because Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to be in that fight, flight or freeze mode too long. So I actually, we teach that to our kids um, and and kind of give illustrations. And one example, very similar to your balloon, but we actually did this once. Like we pulled out a tray and we had like a jar of water and another cup. And we talked about how during the day, there are things that add stress to our our cup. We'll say this is like our energy cup, our, a love, our level of peace. Yeah. And so we'll kind of, we made it like an interactive thing. Like what's something, you know, you start off in the morning, you start off fresh, <laughs> the sun is shining, the birds are chirping and you know, your sister's late again and you're trying to get out the door. This is to care. So you're trying to get out the door and Zoe's late again. And we pour a little bit of that water into that uh, empty jug. Yeah. It's a little bit of stress. That's good. And then, and then Zoe, you're just enjoying your breakfast and Karis is telling you it's time to go in like 10 minutes. It's time to go in nine minutes. It's time to go in eight minutes <laughs> and you feel pressure. And for Zoe, you pressure makes you stress. So we pour yeah. a little bit into her cup. So we did this illustration where we talk about what are the things that create that stress. And then eventually that cup overflowed. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how you know, sometimes your body reaches that point where it's carrying so much stress yeah. 
that it'll just overflow and create this mess mm. and create this stress, you know, stress. But um, there are ways throughout the day, like you were saying, if you can let some of that water out, mm-hmm. if you could find a way, then in a controlled way, find a way to release some of that stress, you won't overflow. Mm-hmm. And then we also talked about how, you know, some that example was like a little bit of stressors building up over time. Yeah. But we also use that as an example. Um, and parents, if you want to do this, you could do this too, uh, is sometimes there are certain topics that isn't just a little bit of water. It's like the whole thing mm, gets dumped in. Yeah. And so some things you might have, like you're able to tolerate stressful things little by little, and it just builds up over time before you kind of overflow yeah. and you have some time to decompress and maybe release stress, but there might be some triggers or some, some topic or some level of a, something that you're super sensitive to. And this happened to Karis recently about a certain topic, especially as she's going through like a lot of changes in her age and puberty and all this stuff that it was just like, boom, it was like, we dumped the whole water bottle in. It was like, whoa, <laughs> like that, that was fast. Yeah. So it wasn't just a small, like stress builder. It was like, but I think uh, my point here is if you have those kind of conversations, whether it's blowing up a balloon, letting it pop or filling a cup of water into a, or pouring water into a jar, um, it really helps educate them on, oh, this is what's happening. Yeah. And then it creates a framework for when you, when these stressful things happen, it creates a framework and a vocabulary for you to debrief with your kids. Like I've been able to say, oh, sorry guys, I was totally in lizard brain mode there. So I apologize, but I was not thinking clearly. Or yeah. sometimes we were able to say, wow, Karis, you were total lizard braining, right? <laughs> She's like, yeah. What was going on? You know, it just kind of creates like, and how can we, um, what can we do about that? Let's talk about it. So again, just education, biology, that can Mm -hmm. all be very helpful Mm and helping kids be aware of the things that they're experiencing in their own bodies. Yeah. And so they don't feel like it's just this scary thing or uncomfortable thing that's happening. They can put a word to the the physical reality and then create a path to have a a further conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, So as we're talking about empowering kids to thrive during stressful times, um, also help them build resilience through adaptability. Hmm. That, that thing is I'm thinking about when our family moved to Florida and just how resilient my kids were during that point. So uh, this was in 2007, and I went there for a, a, a position, a job change. And my son was in high school, uh, Jacob. Kaylee was in middle school, and Macy Joy was in elementary school. Wow. And up until that point, we had lived in, the, in Southern California for like our, them their entire lives, right? And... Um, I don't even think they've been on a plane many times, like, like if ever kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there was just so much change. They, they left their, their friends, their teachers, the neighborhood that we lived in for so long. Um, they left their, yeah, their, yeah. their teammates, their classmates, deal. so much change and into all this newness and, um, you know, very stressful time. In yeah. fact, one of the most stressful times in a person's life is when they move. Right. And yeah. so our whole family was kind of was, was kind of going through that. 
But the kids, uh, they, they just, they really did well uh, through that time. Uh, I think kind of the big thing that they, that they did that was, that, that helped them was when they, they embraced the change. Mm. So they weren't so focused on everything that they were losing, everything that they were leaving behind. And they were more focused on, Hey, here's new friends mm. that we'll get to, to make. Here's new uh, adventures and experiences we'll get to have as a family, that mm. kind of thing. So yeah, so there was a lot of excitement and nervousness and things like that. But again, just being uh, how important it is to be a parent who's present mm-hmm. and talking through their emotions about right. about all this was pretty big. But yeah, there's a um, great scripture in Psalm 34, 17 through 18. Again, just thinking about helping our kids connect regularly with God, mm-hmm. you know, even without you being present, that they can do that on their own. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Mm. And that's just a benefit of having a relationship with God and teaching your kids what that looks like. So it's not this religious thing, religious things. It's they have a friendship with God, Mm -hmm. a relationship. He's their perfect heavenly father and um, connect with him and, yeah. and express your feelings to him. Allow him to bring that peace into your life. Beautiful, yeah. And the fact that you have been doing that and that you did do that as a as a dad, I think can help open their hearts to doing that with God as well. Um, sometimes we're not perfect as parents. Many times we're not perfect. No, oh, yeah. But um, the times where we do encourage them to be open and honest, our children to share with us, I that does also... I think translate to how open they might feel and how they see God in their young age as they develop their own relationship. So that's really great. And, and allowing them to go through those types of things, knowing that change is hard. Yeah. It's super hard. Right. Even though it may be but not to, just trying to be like, get over it right yeah, now. Rub some dirt on yeah, it. You tough know, it up. Type thing. It's <laughs> yeah. it, like, no, it's 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 tough. It's tough for all of us, but we're in this together. We'll work through this together. Let's stay in communication with each other about how we're feeling, mm-hmm. how we're doing. And, you know, I, gosh, I remember uh, just feeling so bad with, with Jacob at, at his high school for his first, uh, I don't know, maybe first few weeks at least there, he was having lunches by himself. Oh, yeah. And he was the kid at the table by himself. By himself. That's so and, rough. And, uh, you know, he goes from having all these friends and stuff. So, him sharing that to mm-hmm. me, you know, I mean, that broke my heart when right. he was doing that. But I'm, you know, just you don't want him to give up on friendships, give up on life, give up right. on school, and th- you know, it's like, hey, I know it's going to be tough. Tough times don't last though, and you'll come out stronger. Let's make the right decision. So it's being engaged Coaching and them, encouraging yeah. them through those times, and yeah. then they're going to be adults as they go through change. They'll be able to you know, right. remember these types of things. So. Yes. Amazing. Um, my second encouragement actually is just a compilation of different um, tools that you can use as your kids start to learn to recognize stress in their bodies as they become more in tune with what's going on. Maybe um, if they find themselves going into lizard mode, what are some practical techniques or tools. So I just have a few of those. The first few is if it's more of like an acute stress, like they're kind of in this more heightened 
stressful lizard brain mode. Um, so these are not necessarily to eliminate the stress, but it's more to get them to help your kids get to a more calmer state where then you can process the situation a little bit more clear-headedly. So I think when you're more in acute stress level, breathing exercises, I feel like a lot of times we talk about that as adults because as adults, we're stressed with work, we're stressed with family, we're stressed with our health. There's a lot more conversation about breathing or you know mm. these things, mindfulness, but these are things that we can teach our kids as well. I actually mm -hmm. use it a lot with Zoe, especially when she was younger and it is something she can do now. She says, I was, she'll say, you know, I was stressed out and I tried the breathing and it helped a little, but it didn't help too much. You know, so she's interacting with it. She's yeah. trying with it. And so one, yeah. there are some fun things that we learned at a, a training that Sam and I went to, but you could do with your kids where um, you can make it fun. You're like, this is called the bumblebee where you take a deep breath in. And then on your exhale, you sound like a bumblebee. You're like, Zzz. and so we'll sit there and we're like, let's just do three of those, you know, yeah. like breathe in and then you bumblebees. And another one is, um, you could be a snake. That one's very similar. You breathe in and then you, you know, breathe out. Yeah. Um, and then another one is like, you're a lion, you breathe in and then you roar like, you yeah. know, kind of breathing out. So we just practice those things and say, Hey, when you feel like your body is feeling stress, just try, try doing this, just try 10 times. And then, and then let's go to the next step, right? Just yeah. a tool in their toolkit. I would, I would breathe in and then do the raspberry after. <gasps> <laughs> wow. Sorry. That was pretty impressive. That was, a, that almost sounded like you pressed one of your, you know, your buttons. That's like the sound effect, yeah. but this was real and in person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we have a table between us, though. It's a good, good enough well, spatial Kurt, distance. Kurt's mic is. You, you've uh, gave it a nice cleaning. Yeah, I hope it's sure. water resistant. Maybe, maybe we'll tell Kurt not to watch this episode. <laughs> um, but yes, you have those. Even what Chris just suggested, those types of breathing exercises. Another thing I've done with Zoe when she's like really crying hard and maybe feeling stressed is. Close your eyes and count to 10, but you draw the number in your head mentally. Like you have a mental crayon and you're drawing one while you're thinking one and you draw two while you're thinking two. Mm. And these exercises really are to help slow the brain, your thoughts to then become more in sync with your body. So mm. they're just, again, they're not going to get rid of the stress or whatever causes stress, but it, it's to, when you're super stressed, your brain might be moving faster than your body. Your breath might be out of whack from your thoughts in these exercises, breathing or this counting to 10, but drawing it mentally are things to just kind of bring your body and your mind together in this short term and just kind of calm you down and get you back to thinking, not lizard brain mode. Um, the other thing when you're not like necessarily like in acute kind of stress or meltdown mode is like you said, teach them words to label their emotions. That's a very powerful thing. I know we've talked about that in past episodes and then also practice problem solving, mm -hmm. you know, with your kid instead of being it just this blob, stressful worry and you saying, well, don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. You might want to just spend 15 minutes, grab a whiteboard like write down what the stress is and, and then like brainstorm together. Okay. So what are some action steps that I might be able to take here in this situation? 
Um, so we've done that with our kids. And the other thing is a fear mapping. Part of that brainstorm can be, what's the worst that could happen? I know you're really stressed out about this test, mm. but let's, let's just say, you know, we talked about things that you can do, you know, what are, what is it that's really actually, actually making you worried? Is it the test? Is it not feeling like you have enough time? Is it performance anxiety? Is it pressure? Is it you're th- th- uh, are worried about what people will think about you? Like we're trying to kind of dive into it to see what is yeah. that the cause. Um, but fear mapping is saying, well, what's the worst that would happen? Mm. And is that worst really that bad? And oftentimes it's not. Oftentimes it's this blob of anxiety. And when you break it down, um, you can provide some comfort to your kids that hopefully they can do themselves as they grow up is it's actually not as horrific as I'm thinking, as the feeling feels Mm -hmm. when I'm just stressed and not thinking clearly. An example of this was when Karis went on her first sleepover. She was so excited. It was, it was great. They had a really great time. She was sleep, sleeping away from the house. Um, but she has a watch where she can um, text and it was like midnight and she texted me and she's like, I can't sleep. Mm. Everyone else is asleep Mm. and I'm crying. (laughs) And I was like, Oh man. So I was uh, like messaging with her um, for a little bit, but what helped her was we said, okay, Karis, even what it turned out to be is because Karis is very time oriented, very punctual. So she was seeing the clock, like it's 1230 now it's 1235 now it's 1240 now. And I'm still not sleeping time and it's getting later and later. Mm -hmm. And so she was getting herself worked up. Mm -hmm. And what we were saying was, Oh, are you afraid? Like, you're not going to get enough sleep or it's the, it's the time pressure that was causing your anxiety. So what I had said then was Karis, even the worst case scenario, which is not going to happen, but even if you don't sleep a wink, which is not great, but if that were to even happen, it's okay. You'll just come home. We don't really have anything going on tomorrow. It's a, it's a summer. You can rest. We'll let you rest at home. You can take naps tomorrow. I've pulled on all nighters before. It's not the best, but it's you're fine. The next, the worst, not sleeping a week, wink, you'll still be fine. Yeah. And I think just that, oh, the worst that could happen is not that bad. And then she fell asleep right away after that. So I think that's, <laughs> that's just so like good. another exercise you could do too with your kids is um, you know, teach them and walk with them, like you said. When you're moving, your presence there is the most important thing is how can you walk with your kids through these stressful situations? And it may not get solved right away, but these small tools that you teach them can be things that build with experience over time. And we hope that they can then use on their own in the future to help them address these stressful situations. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that's so good. Teaching them so well. Um. You know, the last thing I was going to say is just helping your kids find strength and hope mm. and letting them know that there's there's always hope. You're never alone. You know, we're, we're always here for you. People are always there for you. God's always there for you. There's this there's always um, there's always hope and don't lose sight of that. And that's something that you keep their eyes focused on. That's something that really helps people, adults mm-hmm. and and children alike going through it uh, to, to, to just know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, right? And, um, yeah, I just think that there's a, a saying that I would talk with my kids about all the time and just saying, you know, the person who says I can and the person who says I can't are both right. Mm. 
<laughs> right? Yeah. So if you feel like you can do something or you can't, I mean, it, it just attitude isn't everything, but it is a difference maker in, in how your kids think with stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, there there is hope. You can get through this. Mm. You will get through it as opposed to, oh, this is the end. This of the is world. The end. I can't yeah. do it, you know, with so many different things, depending on the different age and stage of, of your child and right. the stress and the tough times that they go through. And it just, you know, you, you want to be there and you want to listen to them. That's so important Yeah, uh, that you're the person that they listen to and they're not going just telling other people. Cause if you're not listening to them, they're going to be sharing with other people mm. with stuff. Right. So give them that time. I know your time's valuable and I know you're busy, but when your kids get to my kid's age, that's one of the things that you're going to wish that you had done different is spent even more time than you did with them, even mm. if you did a good job with it. Right. You yeah. know, I look back on that and I'm like, I wish I would have listened to them a little more, mm. spent a little more time with them and even enjoyed each one of those phases right. uh, of, of their life a little bit more, you know, that kind of thing instead of, uh, you know, just doing a bazillion things because they grow up so, so fast. fast your your kids will be my kids age like in a blink it, yeah it's yeah. just you, you can't believe how quick it goes yeah and um you don't want to lose that right. so yeah. you're the one who's going to make the most difference in their life if you know if you're present and um yeah you'll you'll never regret that the time you spent with your kids that's beautiful yeah that's a great um reminder on perspective both giving your kids perspective on having hope, but also as parents having perspective that even we're stressed, this mm-hmm. parenting is stressful, but it goes by so fast and we can find the good in the situation, maybe not the thing that's causing stress, but there are other good things in the situation and not to forget to enjoy those things as well and, and mm-hmm. being present. So thank you for sharing that. Um, mm-hmm. My last point really is a quick one. It's just saying if you're, child you feel is maybe more stressed or in a season of uh, more anxiety or or stress um, to ask yourself, are they um, having enough downtime and playtime? So as parents, not, it's not all just, you know, kind of this mental conversation that we've talked about um, or education, uh, but it's sometimes it's just physical is that getting outside in nature um, doing physical activity, making sure they're getting enough sleep, that physical, um, away from screen time, physical health makes a real big difference. And so while your kids are under your schedule influence, if you can make sure you build in time to go to the park, to swim, to ride the bike, uh, to you know go to the jump house or jump on a trampoline or even just go for a family walk, if you can here and there and, and maybe if your child is particularly stressful, kind of being more strict about making sure they're getting enough sleep and building in that routine, just Mm. being in nature, fresh air away from the screen, physical activity, it should not be ignored when we're talking about stress because we are as humans, multifaceted, spiritual, mental, 
physical it's all and tied we, in together, too. all tied in together. And um, so that's just another area to think about is are we ignoring that, you know, that piece of it? And is yeah. that something we need to build into our routine and habits that may make may be the main uh, difference that make things better? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Tina and I, when we first had kids and we, we started talking about the difference of our upbringings and, mm-hmm. and how they were different. And what do we want for our kids? What do we want home to be like? So we said, Let, let's pick one thing we want home to be like and kind of create that atmosphere. So we settled on jacuzzi. <laughs> oh, nice. Home. You know how when like you're yeah. cold and you first get in the jacuzzi, how does that feel? Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's, it's like, like it tingles. Yeah. It feels so good. And then yeah. you're in and it's relaxing and and it's just so chill. So we want our home environment to be like a jacuzzi. Mm, and that's so awesome. we would do different things. Like when the whenever the kids would walk through the door, we would just, you know, like kind of like that that um uh cheers. Yeah. That old show <laughs> yeah. when Norm would come in and everyone would go, Norm in the bar, <laughs> you know, that thing. It was kind of like There's that. You know, he'd say, Hey, you know, babe, you know, call whatever their nickname was. Hey, welcome home. You know, just a big hug. So glad you're here. Whatever you had, you know, tough day, crazy out there, not crazy in here. Right. And wasn't, so we tried wasn't to the nickname that. wasn't the nickname billionaire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello, my little billionaire. That's if ep- you don't know what we're talking one. about, yes, you need to go back and listen to episode one. <laughs> that that wasn't the the welcome, the daily welcome. No, no, that no was it was she woke up in the morning. Oh, that okay, was, okay. That was okay. that thing. Yeah. But yeah, mm. just just there's there's so much crazy getting torn apart from Mm. negativity out in the world. Home can't be a place that's like that. So we need to commit on that. And as they got older, it's like we need to commit as a family on that. So what things do we need to make sure we're doing or not doing to uh, have our home be a jacuzzi? That's great. (laughs) I love that. I love that you and Tina actually came up with the image and the yeah. illustration of what you wanted, because that's so helpful. I think, you know, I'm going to have that conversation with Sam because just something simple like that helps in the craziness of parenting and daily life, just kind of refocus us to wait, what is our, what is the atmosphere? Yeah. What are we trying to create and how do we um, make that happen for our family, for our children as they're growing up? So that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't our parents doing an amazing job? They are. Like, I mean, listening to this, taking their time just to mm-hmm. want to catch one or two things, just to get to be a little bit better parent. But their their pursuit of caring for their parent, their kids so much and wanting to be a better parent. Absolutely. It's so great. Yes. We, if you are listening, if you made it through all three episodes of the series and coming and with us as we close out the series, thank you for listening, but thank you for what you do um, in your daily life, in the daily grind, uh, things that no one else sees that you are just continuing to do what you do and not give up to be resilient parents raising resilient kids we are so thankful for you we're praying for you we love you and we know we talked about a lot of things over the series but if there was just one or two points that um, resonated with you um, we hope that that helps you on your journey and we are here for you. So thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Click on there. Watch that or watch this one here or subscribe. Bye, everybody. Bye.